You're listening to Shit Adults Never Taught Us, the podcast where we talk shit in a good way. Hi, everyone. So today's guest is Lila Senna, and she does embodiment work that is based in spirituality and Reiki, which we touch on a bit, but this episode is far more based in trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, knowing where your path is meant to be as opposed to what other people are telling you it should be. So I want to start this with a couple of questions to just get you in the mindset and for you to think about while we head into this interview. Have you ever made a mistake that you questioned later? Have you ever questioned the path that you're on? Have you ever had a hard time trusting yourself? Lila's story is interesting because she was on a very clear path. And then one class changed everything for her. I'll let her tell that story. Here is Lila Senna. Welcome to Shit Adults Never Taught Us. Good to have you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this conversation and to see what's going to happen from this space. Oh my gosh. You know? I know. That's my favorite part of this podcast is I never know what's going to happen, but I just, I like talking to people and their experiences. So let's start there. Can you tell my audience just a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are? And yeah, let's start there. Yeah. So my name is Lila. Oh, I have a uh, yeah, good start. Huh? I was born in Brazil. And um, when I was, I was always like connected to spirituality and I remember myself as a little kid, like my dream was to become a witch one day. So when people ask me, what do you want to be when you are older? I was like, I want to be a witch, <laughs> a good witch, of course. Oh my God, that's wonderful. So, I think I had the same dream. Isn't it cute? Really? <laughs> I saw Hocus Pocus one too many times and I was like, I'm going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then... Of course, you start to grow up and people tell you, no, like a real thing, you know, like you have to be a real thing. So, um, but anyway, I was always connected with spirituality, loved my crystals, started doing yoga when I was 15 years old. And then slowly, slowly, I felt that my ego and the society start to put some, some pressure on me, that I couldn't be that person. There was deeply connected with spirituality and it was like too kind of woo-woo for the place where I was. So I started shutting down this part of myself. And then um, it was a long time that I kind of start to put some layers on, like believing that I needed to be someone else. And it wasn't until I went to a breathwork session, which was about eight years ago now, And when I went to this breathwork session, I was like, I had no idea what was going to happen. I thought, I'm going to lie down, I'm going to breathe. Maybe people are going to play some music. But what actually happened was that I entered a different state of consciousness where I started seeing past lives. And then I saw myself playing the drums and I saw myself um, walking in this beautiful forest where there was rich soil and I could feel the soil underneath me and then my body started shaking like crazy I cried and it was like I was on drugs it was so crazy 
So after that session, I came to the facilitator and I said, I just, I have no idea what just happened, but I need to see you again. And at that time, he was living half of the year in Costa Rica, half of the year in Australia. I was already living in Australia then. And he said, look, Lila, I'm going back to Costa Rica in, in one week, but I have one spot left for a private session. Do you want to take it? I was like, yep, I'll cancel anything. I'll come and see you. And so as I went to see him, there was kind of the beginning of my journey back to myself and back to honor my truth and remove all the layers of bullshit and all the layers, all the masks that I was putting. So from there, I went and um, did a yoga teacher training in Costa Rica. Then I became a um, Reiki practitioner and then a master um, Reiki. So I could teach Reiki to other people. I did a bunch of like other different um, tools with energy healing and finally went to back to Costa Rica, did my um, breathwork training as well. So now I teach breathwork. And part of my work now is about coming back to our truth using the tools of the body, like it could be yoga, it could be dance, it could be just sitting and meditating, but using all these different tools that I've learned to support people to come back to their own truth and to themselves. I love that. So this is the short version. That's the short version. <laughs> of of course. I'm sure there's so many more. All right. I have a lot of questions, but let's start with you seem to have lived several lives, like in one lifetime, you've lived several lives. Do you look back at, you know, other versions of yourself, other parts of yourself with a, a sense, a connotation and emotion to it? Or is it just all part of the journey? I think you said it so well. I feel that it was almost, I have lived many lives in one life, you know, but it doesn't go from living and then dying straight away. It's almost like there is a slow death and there is this process of, okay, opening up and being birthed again. So the way how I look to my um, old self is with a lot of love and knowing that all the mistakes that I made along the way, they were not mistakes. They were supposed to be there, you know, for me, to become this person that I am today. And I'm sure that in 20 years time, when I look back, I'm going to be like, wow, I knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> so it's a really beautiful, like kind of transition into each space and being humbled, knowing that we don't know a lot, but also at the same time thinking, wow, I've learned so much in the past years, you know? Yeah. So yes, that's how I see myself in the past. And so you've done Reiki and spiritual work, which all in all is really just getting in touch with yourself. It's just finding a deeper part of yourself that was always there. You just needed to awaken it. What has that taught you about yourself or in a different way? Cause I'm sure that's a question you get a lot. What has it showed you that just didn't serve you anymore? You mean like which layers did I peel that I did not no longer needed. Yeah, like once you peeled off the layer, you just left it and kept walking. Yeah. So, for example, I'll share with you a few things that dramatically shifted in my life. Um, I was studying to become a real estate agent. <laughs> Very different. Ready to sell some houses. And you're like, nope. Ready to sell some houses. <laughs> 
And then I went to this breathwork session and I was like, wow, what just happened? Like, okay, I started connecting with my truth again. And I, I was able to identify that that desire wasn't because I really wanted to sell houses. It was because I needed to be perceived as successful by the eyes of my parents or by the eyes of my friends at the time. So the route that I was choosing wasn't the one that was aligned with my truth. It was the one that I thought I had to do in order to become successful. That's what nice. success looked like for me. Well, because mm. everybody, when you were saying you wanted to be a witch when you were a kid, everybody was like, no, you have to get a real job. So you picked one and you went to get a real job. And then you had the session where you were like, wait, maybe I don't need to fall into <laughs> these boxes. Maybe I can go back to what my instincts were as a kid. So true. So yeah. true. And this was only like one small part that started to shift. So for example, I was also in a relationship and um, I was about to get married. Oh, so wow. I was engaged. And when that happened, the engagement happened, I knew that that person that I was with was an incredible human, like so beautiful, like a very kind man with the biggest heart, like the man that every woman would dream of, he was there. <laughs> yeah. But I knew that he wasn't right for me. So I had to break the engagement. And it was so interesting because I knew deep down, but I thought, well, I just got this man here and he's everything that every woman has dreamed of. So I have to do what everybody think I should do, which is get married, have kids, buy the house, be a real estate agent, be successful, you know. But yeah. then I realized that that wasn't my truth at all. And so slowly I start to peel and let go of these parts of myself that was not authentic to my truth. And wow, I have to say that there was that wasn't the easiest journey. There wasn't the you know, full of flowers and beauty. It was dark and it was rich. It was like crawling on mud in order yeah. to get to the other side. Can you relate to what I'm saying? Of course, because so many people are going to say, well, you should keep the guy, you should do the job, you should follow the path you've set out for yourself. And there's gotta be something in you that just, you have to trust yourself so deeply and you know if you have the guy in front of you but you're like everybody wants this person then you there's going to be a part of you that goes well if i let him go and i can't get him back like what if that's a mistake what if i'm what if i'm just having a moment and then i change my mind and i i do want all of these things you have to trust a deep part of you to know that you have to make the right choice for you and not for other people and i think the question here is how do we get to that space of trusting ourselves? That is the question. How? See, you're, you're like interviewing mm. yourself. Go for it. Answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was um, these tools of connecting with the body deeply supported me. So, for example, yoga. Some people think yoga is just stretching. And, of course, you can go to yoga just to stretch. But the truth is, when you're there... And you're doing, for example, a pose that is called tree pose, that you balance on one foot. Mm -hmm. The purpose of that pose is not to be perfectly balanced. The purpose is to observe what comes up. 
So if I'm trying to balance and I'm noticing my mind is going everywhere and then I'm falling and then I'm getting frustrated, it's like, okay, what is that telling me about my life right now? So these tools started to support me to get to know myself so much better than I could trust myself. Because what we live today is that so many people don't want to hear their truth, their true selves, because it's scary. So tools like breath work, yoga, meditation, they all give us so much support to believe and to trust that the truth that lives within us is one to be followed. So for me, this was a powerful. It's almost the uncomfortable opposite of what people think is going to happen when they enter yoga or meditation. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to calm. I'm going to find the center. And before you get there, everything's tossed up. It's all chaotic. It's all like everything that you know is put into question. But it's funny that you bring up tree pose. I used to do a, a yoga class where we would do tree pose about the end of every class. It wasn't like towards the beginning. And I couldn't do it. I remember my teacher one day said something and I kept falling and I kept falling. And she goes, you're doing too much. She's like, just stop, find a spot on the wall in front of you, stare at it and do nothing else. And that concept that I was doing too much felt so foreign because I'm like, but I'm trying, I'm trying so hard. I am trying harder at this than I am trying at anything else right now. And I can't do it. And what that is really saying is I'm putting all of my energy and efforts into something. And when it doesn't work out, it feels like failure where if it doesn't work out, maybe it's just that I'm, I'm doing too much or that I'm focusing too much on a million different things. And if you just stop and you find the balance of it, it all just falls into place. It doesn't have to be forced. So see, as you explain that, I'm like, I feel so much happiness in my body right now as you're expressing that because you got it. Like, this is yoga. The yoga is there to do exactly that, to teach us about not how to do a pose. It's not about how you do a pose. Right. It's about how that pose can teach you so much about your life, mm -hmm. connecting with the body. Yeah, and it's interesting because when I would start doing yoga, I thought the yoga would center me. And it's not. It's you start to put yourself into these positions that are hard and different. And then the, the focus is what centers you. Mm. It is not something that just inherently comes. You actually have to put in the work. Nobody shows up to yoga, just sits on a mat and is suddenly centered and perfectly fine. Like you do have to put in the work to get there. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey in general didn't come about easily, I assume. I mean, yes, you went to a a class one time and you were like, this is my purpose. I'm going to do this. But then after that, I assume it didn't all just fall right into place. You had to struggle a little bit. You had to, some things were crunchy and you had to find your way. What was the biggest life lesson that you feel like you learned in that journey? Wow. I feel, wow. What a powerful question. <laughs> Thank you. Trusting my intuition was the biggest lesson because so many times of course, when I went to that class, for example, and I was like, wow, I know my purpose. 
it wasn't that easy transition of, okay, now everything is fine and I can just follow this path. It's perfect. No. Wow. <laughs> the truth was that there was a lot of denial coming up first. No, like I can't do this. This is, this is just for woo-woo people. I will be poor if I go through this path. Uh, people won't like me. What are going, um, where are other people going to think about me? So there was a lot of um, resistance. And slowly, slowly with the practices, I've learned that the intuition, when it speaks, is so clear. And that is never wrong. Like not one time in my life, my intuition was wrong. Never. And um, I feel that as I use these tools more and more, I get to learn that lesson quicker because still today, sometimes I doubt my intuition. I'm like, ah, oh, no, maybe I'm just imagining that. And then 10, mil 10 minutes later, it's proved right. I'm like, okay. So it's the continuous trust of um, that our body knows everything that we need to know. Yeah, it does. And it just needs to show you in a way that you'll actually listen. Mm, we need to pay attention, right? Because yeah. sometimes the body is screaming. So let's say, for example, someone is doing too much at work. They are like doing and doing and doing. And then someone told me this once, and I think it's really cool. They say there is a rule called the FEDA break truck. FEDA break truck. Yeah, like a feather. So the universe comes to you first and it's like tickles you with a feather. So someone comes, um, so let's say, for example, someone is doing a lot of work, too much work, right? So first the universe comes with a feather and it goes like, hey, you're doing too much work. So for example, that person might feel a little bit of tension on their wrists, right? Yeah. So like, ah, this is, this is the feather effect, tension in the wrist. Okay. So that person feels too much tension in the wrist. This is the feather, the universe tickling you with a, with a feather. Then the next step is that person doesn't listen to the body and keeps doing more work and more work, more work. And then that pain starts to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So that's the break. It comes to the next level. It's almost like the universe gets a break and chucks oh, a break yeah. into it. Oh, for sure. So the person goes to the doctor and the doctor say, look, if you don't look after this, you're going to have to do surgery because you need some rest, right? Yeah. And the person ignores the break, ignores the next step and keeps doing a lot of work and a lot of work. And then the person goes, feels a lot of arm, the whole arm like freezing and tensing up and it goes to the doctor again. And then the doctor say, look, you have to go to surgery now. So because the person have to do the whole surgery in the arm, maybe she can't work anymore because she's a designer or whatever it is. So that's the truck effect. So yeah. if you don't listen to the little feather that comes and tickles you, then you have the brake that comes and it's a little bit stronger. And then the last one is the truck that is like, it's almost like a truck hits you. It and stops you. you. Have to listen. Yeah. yeah. So listen to the feather. And if you don't listen to the feather, mm. listen to the brick. And if you don't listen to the brick, the truck will stop you. Well, then, yeah, the, the truck will crush you. <laughs> it will. It'll make you stop. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions about your life? Of course. 
What is one life lesson you had to learn over and over again? One life lesson that I have to learn over and over and again. Trust my intuition again. Yeah. Keep listening to it. Don't shut it down when it says something you don't want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. What do you think the best piece of career advice you ever got was? You don't need to know everything there is to know. Because if you know enough, you can share with people that know less. And that's enough. You can continue to learn. The path will always continue to unravel. So whatever you know, just share what you know. And then keep learning. You already know enough. That is so important. That is incredible. Oh, man, I love Mm. that. What it, all right, in the same vein, what is the best piece of relationship advice you've ever gotten? Speak your truth. That is huge. Yeah, don't bury Speak it. Speak your truth to your partner. Yeah, because if we don't, it stays in and then it creates so much damage. And even if the truth is ugly, even if it is cheating, even if it is something re- that you judge really, really bad, just speak it. Yeah. That is really Mm. important too, because so many people squash something down, afraid of what it'll bring up or the fight it might cause. And then they just start to resent the person that they're with, or, you know, then they start living a life that they weren't meant for. And that's not okay. Yes. What is one thing about this moment that you're living in your life right now that you want to hold on to for the rest of your life? Wow. I am so happy and excited about the work that I do that It's not that I want to hold on, but I would love it to continue to grow in that direction that is because I feel so much in mission and I feel that the work that I do really contributes to other people's lives and I want to expand that to many more people and share the love that I have and the energy that I have for this work so other people can find they find their energy and their their beauty too. Your energy is so infectious. It is. I, I hope that it spreads as far as humanly possible. Will you tell people where to find you? Of course. So um, to find me, my Instagram is the best place now. It's Lila Sena. And my name pronounces so different than it spells. So I'm sure you included on your show notes, but I'll quickly say it here. It's L-A-I. Double L A S E N A, Lila Sinan. And um, yeah, and there you'll be able to see where what I have. I have like online programs and gatherings online and in person workshops as well. All on my website as well. Yeah, will you highlight a couple of those programs just before we go? Will you highlight like your top two or three programs? Because they're so cool. I want people to know. See? you so if you are in sydney come to my breathwork workshops i hold monthly circles but of course not everybody's going to be in sydney right now so i'm running a program that is called radiant body and um, it goes we have seven weeks one week with each chakra in the body but it's not only about the chakra it's about how to take the lessons of the chakra into your life and how to deeply connect with your body space. And we use the checklist as tools to connect with that. And um, also every month I'm holding a women's circle and it's a women's embodiment circle. So we use movement and dance to just like where we're speaking before to learn about the body, like 
how we do in yoga, but I love free movement. So we get into the edges and lots of different themes to explore, like boundaries or sadness, happiness, darkness, emotions. There is so much there. So if you can come to that, I highly, highly encourage you and invite you to join me. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. really enjoyed this conversation and I'm looking forward to getting to know you more and uh, listening more to your podcast as well because I've, I've already started listening. They are beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much. I want to thank Lila so much for being here. And this episode taught me a lot because I have in the past question myself and if you listen to last week's episode you know that sometimes we make mistakes and as she said it, a couple of times in the episode but more specifically in one of the questions is just know that you only know what you know and that's okay there's so much more left to learn in life but don't be afraid to dive into something because you don't know everything yet and know that there are people who know less than you and will benefit from the lessons that you've learned. So teach, reach out, find the community to support you. There are so many people out there that just want to learn that could benefit from what you already know. And it goes the other way. There are people out there who want to teach you. So find those people. I hope you all have an incredible week. Bye. That's all for today's episode. Check back in next week to talk a little more shit with me. In the meantime, be sure to grab your copy of Shit Adults Never Taught Us on Amazon and Barnes & Noble to learn all the shit adults never taught us. And in case no one told you this week, you're killing it. So keep going, you genuine badass.